I'm Desiree. And I'm Taylor. You're tuned into Birthkeeper Banter, a space to discuss powerful birth stories, radical birthkeeping, and all things birth outside of the box. This podcast is produced by Herbal Training, and nothing discussed should be considered medical advice because birth is not a medical event. For classes and more information, go to herbal.teachable.com. guys, I'm here today with Elena. We are going to talk about intuition. So intuition from preconception the whole way through postpartum um, and even leading into like situations where death is a part of the equation. Um, so yeah, preconception, we'll start there. Some people might, you know, have this intuitive feeling that a spirit is coming, a baby is coming to them. Um, Sometimes it's their own desire that could be misconstrued as that, but sometimes they just sense it like, hey, I know I'm going to be pregnant soon. I can feel that there is a soul coming. Sometimes they will know the gender or the name comes to them. They intuitively gather those things. Um, But sometimes it's not really the woman that experiences that. It could be their partner. It could be their children that are more spiritually connected and they are able to see these things and know these things in advance. I know for myself, children, the cases I've seen, I've seen it ever since before I was a mom, where kids will tell you like, hey, before I had my first kid, I worked in a daycare and they told me, they're like, you have a baby in your belly. It's a girl baby. I don't know when they're coming, but they're going to come. And she was very right. It was two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. And they usually know beforehand, which I think is pretty interesting. And others find that as well. So when children say those things, I always tell people to trust it because they are more connected to that spirit realm and they do sense and see these things more clearly than we do because they've not been conditioned by our worldly realm. Did you want to share about your experience with that? Yeah, definitely. So similar to you, I've actually had that experience with my own kids. Um, With my third child, I, um, both my, she was nine at the time, I believe, and my five-year-old, but they both kept telling me, mom, like there's a baby in your belly and you're, you know, we're very happy. And, you know, I rubbed them off as like, nah, you know, they, how can they know this? But <laughs> hold and behold, I, I was pregnant. Um, or I, maybe I got pregnant maybe like two weeks later or something like that. I don't know, but they knew, they knew their sibling was coming and yeah, I've learned to not you know, not trust them. Like they really know their stuff. They are really, really connected, um, intuitive. They have that. So it's there. It's, it's amazing. It is. And some people will know, like right out the gate, like, I know this is a boy or I know this is a girl. Mm -hmm. And then they're right. They're right. Because they're just like, I sense this. I felt this. I've had that experience myself with two of my babies. So that can happen. Those kind of things can happen. You could also have a sense in knowing that I'm going to conceive, but I don't think I'm going to have this baby. I think that it's only going to be here for a short while and maybe be a miscarriage, something like that. Some people will sense that kind of thing up front. So that's intuition. And I know that not everybody utilizes that gift, but we all have it and we could all connect um, and be more connected in that regard to be able to sense these kind of things. Yeah, I actually think like, you know, I agree with you, like, we all have this sense or intuition, right? And I just think that we choose to not trust it, whether it's because like, on our daily lives, we are always running doing something here and there, you know, like, we don't have time to, um, to sit and listen and feel right. So 
we choose to ignore. Like that's really what we do, but it isn't that we don't have it or that it's not there. We just don't, don't sit with it. And and if we do, you know, talking about like, for example, a loss, like um, sometimes people are afraid of loss, right? They don't want to think like, oh, my baby, you know, it's not going to make it because many people maybe are planning for this baby. So when loss comes up, it's like, I don't want to think about that. You know, I'm just going to put this energy into it. But a lot of times it's just, you know, your baby telling you that that's going to be their journey and that they're not ready for this realm, you know? So I think it's really good to trust um, our intuition. And if there are signs, maybe look more into it. You know, if you are already an intuitive person, that's something that you should, you know, maybe look into more because it could potentially prepare you, if any, you know, for, for this outcome. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of goes into the spirit baby thing. You can also talk to them. Mm-hmm. They are souls. They they do communicate some more than others. Some uh, are more experienced in communication and some are newer and they don't communicate as well or they'll say less. But sometimes they just need you to change something. They just need something of you or they need you to recognize their desire and accept that. And they're like, okay, I'm accepted. And then they, they might even stay. So like there's so many different things that can go together there there's a book called spirit babies and that uh was helpful for me to be able to know how to respond back because I know I would hear my spirit baby the first one and I didn't know how to respond back and that book helped me so much to be able to open that communication and you know know what to expect know what they desire what they need from me and the things that I need to change in myself um for them to welcome them so yeah that's a whole other topic spirit babies is a whole other thing but yeah Sometimes those kids, they're going to know first and we should trust that their intuition is, like I said, more connected because they are freshly out of the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. They've had less time here being conditioned. So yeah. And then beyond that, beyond conception and whatnot, like when we would meet a midwife, say you're going to hire a midwife or you are the midwife and you're hiring a client or or a client is interviewing you and you're going to maybe take them on having intuition there. I can speak from the provider perspective where if I sit with a family, I can sense like, yep, nope, we're not going to be a good fit or yes, I jive. It's an energy thing. That's energy, but also intuition. They play together. Um, But as the person going for a midwife, usually you can get a vibe. And I find that some people are just like, "Uh, I don't really like her, but I finally found a midwife. So I'm just going to take her. And we should not do that. That is disrespectful to yourself. And we should not do that. We should not negate what our intuition says. If it's like, nah, this girl is not right. I don't want this. Do not settle. Find someone else. Keep looking. Keep looking. Never settle with that. Yeah, no, I I actually agree with that. Um, I've had uh, my experience, you know, with other clients who I've heard, you know, um, yeah, we're just going with them because, or with her, because there isn't anybody else. And the outcomes from that are not, are not good because the energy, the, the, the relationship, you know, it was just not, it, it never matched. It was never there. And again, intuitively, like they knew that it wasn't going to work because you all, like, I always hear them say something like, uh, yeah, I don't like this or, uh, you know, there's always that, that doubt or that, you know, something is always wrong. And I think that, you know, 
our intuition is telling us something, their intuition, you know, as a client, like their intuition is telling them something. And I really believe that when you ignore it, like sometimes your own, like ignoring that voice or that, you know, what, however you define intuition, you know, like, I feel that if you ignore that, like eventually in quote, unquote, it goes away, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're just ignoring it. You're not listening to it it's telling you, it keeps telling you and it keeps repeating itself. And it's just, you keep saying, eh, you know, like, I'm not going to listen to what you got to say, but, you know, going back to, again, like, you know, trying to, um, pick a provider, uh, you know, whoever's going to be in the bird space, like, it's just so important to really match with those energies and trust your intuition when you do find the person or when you don't find the person, especially. Yeah. And that's, that's so true. Like we'll tone it out. Our mind will tone it out. It'll speak over that and be like, nope, shutting that thought down, shutting all those feelings down. This is what I'm choosing to think and feel trying to like rewrite our intuition. I find that a lot of our people we're, we're worldly, we're worldly people. They do that. They do that. And we need less of that, especially if we're hiring someone to have this sacred walk with us, to walk with us through our birth or if we're walking with other people, we have to have intuition as our, our primary front. You can't just negate that um, because, yeah, lessons typically will come of that. Mm-hmm. Also, prenatally, prenatal intuition, like through pregnancy, women might feel like, wow, something is very wrong. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong. Something feels off. And if that is something that they present to their provider, you'll often see in the mainstream model, they're like, nope, all the numbers look good. We're good. And then they just stop there. And then, oh, baby passed three days later because they felt something was wrong. They knew it, but the providers didn't show competency or just wrote them off and only looked at, you know, the typical front things that you would think to look at. And they're just like, oh no, you're good. You don't know what you're talking about. But women will typically know if something's off with their baby, they're going to notice that kind of stuff first. Or some midwives, providers, whatever, that are intuitively connected, they might sense something like, I know for myself, when I sit at prenatals, I can know and feel, I'm sure I've talked about this before, that I can sense if something's going to be wrong at their birth. I never know what it is. I don't get that kind of insight, but I know like, oh, this is going to be a perfect birth. This is going to be ducky or something's going to happen. Expect something, something it's just like different feelings and they feel different. The ones that hemorrhaged felt very different than the ones where the baby was stuck, just different feelings. And yeah, that is intuition giving us a heads up of, Hey, be ready for this kind of thing. But yeah, it's both sides. It's the provider, the attendant, but also the mom, the mom can sense stuff prenatally intuition wise, or, you know, things to expect coming near the end of pregnancy or labor. Definitely. I think that moms are always the first ones to kind of have that intuition and it spikes a little bit more it gets more stronger like especially since they're pregnant you know um babies they're so like they're not from this world right now you know they haven't touched earth or you know where we're at you know they are somewhere celestial you know that that right there you know provides all this knowledge information you know that it's beyond what we can understand you know And I think moms hold so much power with that. You know, their intuition can really, really become amazing if they just sit, slow down and, and, and trust it, you know, Um, unfortunately, like, you know, I mentioned earlier on, like, 
you know, we live in this world where like everything is always like do, 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 do. And, and like that slows us down to focus on our intuition and it makes us make decisions that maybe are not for the best, you know, for us, you know, and, and it, it's sad. It's really sad to, to have to witness that for me, you know, as somebody who attends birds, like having to see how they have all the power in their hands and either it's ripped from them because they're trusting somebody else's, it's not even intuition, right? It's just somebody else's words. And then like, you know, they have all this power in their hands and it's just taken away from them. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's sad. Yeah. It could be their fear. So we'll talk about that, how like things can skew that. It's not always intuition. I think a lot of times people will mix up their own fears and be like, oh, it was intuition. Like you mm -hmm. see it a lot in the free birth groups where they're like, oh yeah, I just felt my intuition. I had to go in. And there was really, it wasn't that it was just, they were, they were afraid. They weren't used to what they were experiencing. They weren't versed on those things, whatever was coming up. Mm -hmm. So they went in out of ignorance, not their intuition. So you'll, you'll see that kind of stuff, but you'll know, you know, you know, when you know, when it's your intuition and when it's fear, we talk about that in the cohort, how to balance the two and, you know, sit with and figure out where you're at, which one is it? Mm -hmm. There are definitely ways to navigate that, but going back to like, you know, the times where we can have the intuition and whatnot, I find that it is most prominent during labor and birth, um, for both the attendant and the birthing woman. And it makes sense because we are in a different brain state. Our brain state is different, mm -hmm. especially the one who was undergoing all of the yeah. shift of the beta endorphins and the oxytocin and the all the melatonin everything mixing and doing that beautiful dance that brings our baby here um they're more spiritually vulnerable and open to energy and intuition mm -hmm. so they typically are going to know ahead of time if something is just not well if they are connected in that regard of course um but also as the attendant i can speak on that too I feel in, in those spaces, especially when we get closer to the time baby's coming, we are more open and receptive. We are sitting in sacred space. We are sitting in a different energy field. We are very much open and receptive to those things if we allow ourselves to be, and we're not trying to shove this birth in a box. We experience that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, if a woman is feeling intuitively like something isn't right, this is not right, or like, no, I'm okay. I Even if they think like, or if the attendant, me, whoever, is like, oh, this just doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right. And they're like, no, this is very okay. Then, you know, then it's okay. There's been situations that I've seen that, you know, everything looked not okay. Every book that I've ever read says absolutely the fuck not. And it's happening. And I have this sense of calm. Nope, this is very okay. This is very safe. But like everything I know and have learned is no. And then everything's fine. So yeah, it's, you can sense that kind of stuff during those moments, especially. Yep. I, I've seen it myself um, as well. And, you know, I, again, I think it falls into how, you know, you mentioned like uh, during birth, uh, they, the women is like in this um, brainwave, you know, that, that is different. I totally agree with you. You know, it slows down, that brainwave slows down. So, you know, they're in like, if, if you're a, you know, like, it's just very, like they can sense all this, everything's just slows down. So being able to feel that, I think that's where you can get connected. If, if you allow it to, to get connected, you know, 
I think you and I, you know, we have this, like, we've experienced birth where we trust the process and we trust the journey, right? So there's no, like, rushing or no having to do things fast or now or get it done, right? Whereas, like, settings where I've experienced birth um, in hospitals and that is not the case. Everything is always just fast, 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 which it falls again to what I've mentioned earlier, you know, like if you're always on the go, you know, you're always going to be in that state of brain that's called beta, where like everything is just like checklist, 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 do, do, do. And, you know, numbers, you mentioned numbers, mm -hmm. statistics earlier, yeah. like that's what it is, you know, like being that better brain where like everything is just logistic numbers, you know, like you don't give yourself time to be in that theta delta stage where like everything just slows down and everything you can trust that you can hear that inner voice, you know, talking to you and telling you like, yes, this is safe or no, this is not safe. And, you know, you mentioned also how like fears can fall into place I think that if we slow down mm -hmm. we're able to to kind of like internalize is this fear or is this intuition and you're right you know like um sometimes textbook you know everything looks textbook it's fine but if mom says nope this is not right you know I really think that as uh as providers as people assisting birds like we need to trust that we need to trust their their voice because they know best most of the times like they they really do and we need to trust that and even if even if for us it seems like eh you know like that doesn't seem right or whatever if they say it's right then it's right for them right because it's their intuition it's their journey is them saying that so yeah yeah we do we gotta trust them because they usually are gonna know and then going back to the part that you said about providers in the hospital it's it's the check 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 that's it they don't have any room for intuition if you ask them about intuition they're going to say what's that yep. or oh that's woo or that it doesn't work like that things will go bad if they'll you do laugh, that they'll laugh in your face yeah. like if you mentioned that like and even that energy right there of them laughing that's them not trusting you right so birth <laughs> exactly and it's like it, you know from that moment like your intuition has been interrupted mm -hmm. because now like you were trusting something you know you believed something to that point you knew something to that point and the fact that this provider you know we're talking here like hospitals but I've seen it in home births also with other like mm -hmm. attendings and it's like any anybody can do it you know like it happens like if, if, if this person just doesn't trust birth in general and doesn't trust the journey, like I've seen this, like some people do not have that intuition, you know, in place. And, 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 you know, I really believe that they're doing a disservice to the families they serve, whether in a hospital or in at home, you know, um, and it's just, they, you can see that disruption once they, um, once they, what was I saying? <laughs> you can see the interruption whenever someone yes. else is sharing their. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, I remember, sorry. So you, you go in, you know, having this big feeling, your intuition, and they come and tell you like, oh no, you're wrong. Or, oh no, this is woo. Or laughing at you because you keep telling them that, you know, something is going on. You know, that, that disrupts it. And it's just, it's something that shouldn't happen. It, that's why I feel that building that relationship, you know, 
is choosing that provider if from the get-go your intuition tells you like this is not the person for me you have to trust it because you don't want that happening at your birth you don't want that provider laughing at you or saying something that is going to lose that trust that you've been building up to that point so it's again your intuition will tell you this is the person for you or not and if it isn't move on you know like move on to the next person your best bet is probably doing it you alone by yourself if you can't find the right support you know because the only thing that they're gonna do is just mess it up and interrupt it so yeah yeah for sure we have to make sure everyone in the space no matter where you're given birth the hospital is really not the best shop for that, but wherever you're going to be, you don't want your mom there all scared. Like, Oh, this is terrible. Nope. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. This baby's not going to come out. You should go to the hospital, blah, 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 blah. This isn't all right. That's going to skew. I've seen that happen more than a handful of times. And it's usually the mother or mother-in-law, someone's mm-hmm. scared in the room. They'll do that. And they can totally just F her whole intuition. She could have had it in the bag, her whole pregnancy, confident, but when you're vulnerable in those moments, they can shit all over that and just ruin the whole parade. And ooh, off to the hospital we go because her pelvic floor closes up, her mind shuts down because somebody else in the space is, you know, undercutting. They overpowered that, again, that intuition that that mom has been working up until that point has just been, you know, damaged because they're so vulnerable. You know, it's, birth is such a vulnerable and sacred space to be at like the people that are going to be in there need to be at that same level as you their intuition has to be at the same level as yours because you know as as the birthing person because again it can overpower and that is why we have you know transfers or we have you know things that happen in birth that weren't for us to happen but they happen because the other person's energy caused it you know so yeah it's it's that's that's a whole other conversation really yeah. I mean it's 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 strong stuff they end up enduring it because of someone else's shit it's mm-hmm. their shit they're putting it on you and that can even come from providers even yes. like them dumping their shit oh this looks like this birth I saw this one time yep. oh this is bad gotta go well they're all different yeah I mean and it's because you know like birth again like you mentioned it's like a fine line right like it's a sacred it's a, it's just a different experience birth birth in itself it's just so different the energy in it is so different but it's, it can be so vulnerable and it'll adapt to the energy if that do- the energy of that doctor is stronger it's more dominant or that midwife or whoever the mother-in-law the mother whoever in there it's more dominant because again the birthing person is in that vulnerable space they're gonna overpower it they're gonna take over yep they definitely will so yeah making sure that our intuition doesn't get skewed another thing we talk about in the cohort that's like so important you have to make sure that that is whether you're the birthing person or the attendant whatever you need to make sure that that is kept safe in you know it's it's sacred it's that's yeah part of the sacred space the intuition postpartum that's another thing like mm-hmm. with the attendant I don't know I can't really think of many experiences that I've had where I was like yep something's gonna happen when I leave um or this is gonna happen I don't think I've had anything there but I know like with the, as the mother, not myself, but clients I've worked with, they would know when their baby wasn't okay or that something's off. They would send me messages and I'm like, yep, everything she's explaining sounds right. 
but she sounds concerned and she's connected to that baby more than I am. So we're going to dig and we're going to find the next thing. Let's test all the things just to be safe. Oh, turns out this baby is not okay at all. They got to go in right now. Uh, like they know, they usually know first. And I can think of one in particular where she had this story and <laughs> everything sounded normal. I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty normal for day two, day three, baby. Yep. Um, but then I get to her house and I just knew the way I, I saw her face and the way she looked at her baby. And I was like, nope, she knows something's wrong. We got to figure it out. And that baby, that baby needed help like ASAP. We ended up finding, um, but yeah, they know mothers know, they know usually, I will say usually, especially if they're intuitively connected with their baby. And I, I also think that has a lot to do with where they have the baby. I know your experiences have been mostly like um, home births, so, you know, you only have uh-huh. home births. Yep. So like, I don't, you don't have that experience, but for me, like it can be skewed. Like it can be, again, it can be interrupted. Like if you birth in a hospital, again, all that power, all that intuition was taken away from you. And then that's where I've seen where like families don't trust their intuition, even after, you know, postpartum, they don't trust it. They doubt, oh no, what do you think? You know, they're always asking the provider, what do you think? Like, does the baby need to eat? Does, like, they're always asking all these questions. And it's like, you can see day and night and mm-hmm. from like, you know, clients who are trusted in the, the birth experience and who we trust in their intuition and that they know versus people who don't trust them and their, you know, their birth is being, you know, interrupted. And you see that effect even postpartum. And it's really, it's so it's sad, but it's so interesting to also see that and be able to notice the differences in, in that. Yeah. Um, in I that think doubt. So. Yep. Definitely. You see that like firsthand, like especially those that go to like the OB or the, the midwives at the hospital, whatever. They look to them for all the answers. And then that's who signs them out of the hospital. They can't leave till they have this person's okay, you're good. So they're looking to this person to you know, birth their baby for them and then tell them their baby's healthy, tell them they're healthy and then give them the okay to leave. And then that passes off to the pediatrician. Mm -hmm. Oh, is my baby good enough? Is my baby big enough? Oh, let me go ask somebody else that knows more about my baby in the 30 minutes they're with them. Like, what the fuck? Should I be fitting my baby? Like, is it okay (laughs) to feed my baby? Or, you know, like, can I change them? Yeah. You, you see that you see that and doubt. Yes. Lack of empowerment. Yes. All yep. of that. And like, again, it had to do with that disruption of this, you know, of not trusting that birthing person and their body and their word for it and, and their feelings and all of it, you know, their intuition, they, it's just, it's taken all away. And I mean, you know, like, like I said, you can see them build that up, work up their way into working and their intuition. Like I always work with my clients, you know, like doing intuitive work and stuff. And if they choose to stay with the hospital for whatever reason they choose to do that, like all that we, we built up from, you know, six weeks up until their 40 weeks, the moment they go in and they go into the hospital and that provider, you know, doesn't trust them, everything they work, everything they learned is just, it's gone. It's gone. And it's gone. Like you said, you know, you see it with the pediatrician, you see it, with them at home it's just gone and yeah no intuition left yeah because they never relied on it they relied on someone else's competency somebody else tell me how to do this somebody else Mm -hmm. do these things for me and sense these things and really it shouldn't be that way and I know that like with my experiences with my partner he 
didn't know. He didn't know. He was like, I don't know. I know with our first home birth, he was like, I want to take the baby to the doctors afterwards and just make sure it's okay. And I'm thinking, bro, you don't know what the fuck you're in for. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, after that experience, he was like, yeah, we're never doing that again. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, look, we can evaluate our own kid. Who knows our kid better than us? Ain't nobody else. We are the best doctors in town. Um, so yeah, <laughs> they it's, fuck around and find out sometimes yeah it's 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 been almost similar with me and my my husband like we you know we've grown up believing like the doctor the doctor is it they know right they know hell no they don't know they have no fucking idea right and like having to you know dismantle that that knowing knowing yeah. like has been it's been a journey but you know none of my kids uh or at least the last one like he hasn't seen a doctor ever and it's been beautiful because like I'm able to rely on my own intuition and rely like you know if they're sick I, I already know what to give them what to do and it's it's beautiful like my journey seeing myself like with my first child up until this child and how much my intuition and and, and you know my my knowledge with that has grown I, I love it <laughs> me too yep. yeah like we don't you don't I don't know. Our kids grow us up. I feel and yes, definitely. Like even my partner, like he is so in tune with our babies yep. now. Like our babies, he never really used to be big on the baby train. Yep. But now he'll like look at our baby and be like, "Nah, she's okay. Yep, this is all right. Yep, that's he my husband. <laughs> you don't, you don't <laughs> need someone else to tell him. He'll tell me like, "Hey, where's the stuff that you normally give? Maybe he doesn't know the name of the stuff, but he knows what I give them, and he'll be like, "They need that, you know." And it's amazing seeing that transformation in them as well, because like. Like I said, we used to believe that we needed to rely on doctors and that's not the case anymore. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And especially when like some partners are like, uh, they're still stuck in the medical blah, blah. If we're leaders and we're like, no, I'm confident. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're going to follow suit. They're they going to get with it for yep. the most part. Yep, or they'll go to the doctor's appointment and find out it was a shit time. Yep. So yeah, either way it leads you back. It does. And it, like I said, it, the partner has the intuition thing too. It's not just the mother who's birthing the baby. Yep, definitely. I think for me, like it kind of falls a little bit going back with like um, preconception, but like, I know, for example, my, my husband, he has always known that I'm pregnant before I know that I'm pregnant. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just amazes me how, how in, like how his intuition is with that and it doesn't have to just be the like sometimes it's not the the woman who knows first like you know earlier we mentioned kids always know but sometimes partners will will know also like they're just that connected with that with that baby you know that they'll know and my husband was one of those with all three of my kids like he just knew and with the first he knew that we were having a girl and he was sure of it like he was 100% sure and same with the other two he just he just knew and in birth space like he's always trusted me that I know how to birth these babies and that has made such an you know impact I think in my births because he trusts me so that means that I can also trust him in my birth space and I feel really comfortable and connected with him you know so like yeah definitely partners husbands you know they they know and their intuition can be you know up level with yours I mean you you know you sleep with them they're your partners you know like you're connected you know Mm -hmm. in that way like it makes sense that they have that intuition as well right yeah so yeah also feel it 
builds and fills the relationship Mm -hmm. like that fulfills your relationship having that like you trust me cool I trust you and I trust me and we're we're trusting each other so we're gonna do this yeah and that especially with the free birth like (laughs) not having someone else there it's just you guys like what the hell else you got Mm -hmm. nothing you don't have nothing else in your pocket like you have your partner and you and there's this equal trust and you trust each other and it does it that so builds a relationship and feeds love and connection and all the things that you know sex it binds you on a cellular level of course mm-hmm. dna sharing Definitely. um but yeah that kind of connection especially in those uh Both. energetically open and vulnerable times yes mm-hmm. watching your woman be you know not not weak uh, watching her be broken down in such a way that mm-hmm. and then she gives you your baby like what yep yep that'll bind it that'll bind <laughs> people together pretty well what better than that <laughs> Way right to, to make that connection stronger definitely absolutely definitely. another thing that kind of feeds into this topic is like intuition can sometimes be skewed or impacted by like mental manifestation so during pregnancy people could be like oh, I'm going to have hypertension. I'm I'm just, I'm worried about having hypertension. Oh, I'm worried about the baby getting stuck. The baby's going to get stuck. What if the baby gets stuck? And then they're hyper fixating on this. And sometimes that could be intuition, but I find a lot of times they speak this shit into existence. I've seen it. And it's like, okay, we got to let this go. If that happens, this is what we do. And then, okay, we need to release that. We don't need to fix it on it and talk about it at every prenatal or, you know, that's all you're thinking about, testing your blood pressure every fucking 25 minutes. You don't want to be doing that stuff because you are going to literally cause those things to happen. Mm-hmm. And in that case, that's not intuition letting you know. That's so yeah, that. yep, people do that. They're, so that's a thing that can be confusing as well. Are we mentally manifesting these things that we're gathering? Or is, is our mind making this shit up as like out of their own fears, out of their own past experiences, their own traumas, whatever, lack of education, whatever it is. Or is this intuition? So that's something else to kind of sit with. Yep, definitely. And I think like, you know, if you're the provider, like having those conversations with your clients is so important. And that's why it's good to work, you know, work in intuition and stuff and work in fears. I think a lot of fears can be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Broken or taken away by knowledge, you mm-hmm. know? So like, if there is a fear that's manifesting, like talk about it, right? Have those conversations, look up like ways to like, is there a solution for that fear, right? And if that fear, you know, fear quote unquote stays, like maybe it isn't fear anymore. Maybe it is something intuitive that's, you know, like your, your, your body, your baby, it's telling you. So what are you going to do about it? Like, how are you going to find a solution for that? Right. So be pro- proactive about it. Don't just sit around like, oh, you know, this is going to happen. I'm going to have preeclampsia or whatever. Like, no, like, what are you going to do? You can do diets, you know, that can help you to prevent preeclampsia, for example, you know, like, are you safe in your environment? Like, what's your stress levels looking like? Like, you can do things to prevent that as well. So not just fixate on the issue and manifest it, you know, work towards it so that potentially there can be another outcome. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You can <laughs> totally negate all that stuff <laughs> by like not fixating on it and not being like, oh, this thing's going to happen. This thing's going to happen. I find that there's a different feeling. It feels different. So when it's fear and you're like, okay, your mind's making this shit up. This is your mental manifesting. When you get the anxiety feeling, your belly drops, you get the butterflies in your belly, you get the scared, the shock, 
um, when you think of that thing, when you think mm-hmm. of dystocia, uh, we'll use that as an example. Whereas if we intuitively feel this baby's going to get stuck, you have a sense of peace and you're like, okay, yep, this baby could get stuck. And these are the things that we're going to do. And I have this odd sense of peace about it and it's mm-hmm. going to work out. Mm-hmm. That sounds more like intuition. The anxiety drop feeling of the belly. I felt it. I can feel it just talking about it. It's very different. That's a different sense. So that's one way that you can weigh that. And it'll feel different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Some people might uh, have validation with like goosebumps and whatnot or um, sweaty hands. Yes. I think that yep. happens a lot too. Like the sweaty hands is something that I, I experienced because that's my anxiety speaking to me, you know? So I, you know, I learned this from you actually, where like you kind of like step outside somewhere else, you know, and, and, you know, if you come back and you forget about it, then you knew that it was probably just fear creeping up on you. But if like it comes back or not comes back, but it never went away, it just stayed there and, you know, then potentially it's probably something, a message your intuition is telling you. And like, I've always liked that, you know, like I kind of put that in practice, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, like that's a good way to kind of like, you know, kind of like stepping out of that birth space, coming back. If it's gone, it was never, it was just a fear. If it's there, okay, let's, again, let's be proactive about it. How can we handle those situations? So, yeah. Absolutely. I love this. This is such a good topic. (laughs) So we're going to get a little dark. We're going to talk about death a bit. So intuition kind of can go into that too. Mm -hmm. Um, And like Alita said, it's a hard topic and some people might not want to listen to what their intuition is letting them know like, Hey, this baby is going to miscarry or this could be a stillbirth. Like they might sense those things. And I think that in many of those cases I can speak on, not for myself, but for others, they might struggle to connect with the baby. Like, I just can't connect with this baby. I just can't connect with mm-hmm. this. And mm-hmm. they'll either listen to it or shut it out and completely ignore it. It could go either kind of way. Definitely. But yeah, like struggling to connect with the baby, that might be one of the signs. Or just knowing, oh, this baby isn't probably going to make it here. They, I don't feel like that's this soul's journey. Not all of them come here to walk the globe. We've talked about that before on the podcast. Some come for a womb walk. And you might just know that. The mom might know. And they hold this odd sense of peace Mm -hmm. or after the loss baby passes and they're not grieving they're not sad they just have this odd sense of peace or like you had mentioned um being at peace with the loss doesn't mean that you can't grieve so that's another part that plays into that do you want to share more about that yeah I mean you know I think that we're humans right like we're meant to have emotions and feelings like the fact that you are okay with death or loss, you know, whether it's a miscarriage, stillbirth, any kind of death, really, you know, the fact that you can trust it and be okay, feel safe around it doesn't mean that you are not going to grieve the loss of your baby or the loss of a family member, you know, death, like it doesn't mean you're not going to grieve, you know, whether, you know, and grief looks different for everybody, like some people might cry, some people might talk about their baby, 24 7 some people might be upset they might get mad or um there's just so many ways that people grieve you know and that's okay feel the feels because again we're human we're we need to express those but again like I said you know like for me I feel that the fact like for me I'm gonna give an example like I feel comfortable talking about death and loss and it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, if I experience, uh, if I go with a client and they lose the baby, I'm going to be a cold stone and not cry in there or not show emotion. No, it means that I can show up 
you know, in that person's uncomfortableness and and grief and process, and I'm going to be okay about it, you know, because I know that that's part of the journey and, and I can show up, you know, so not everybody is comfortable with death. And I really think that, you know, we've talked on this before that if you can't be comfortable with death, maybe this profession of being in birth work and in birth, like, is not really for you. Because for me, death, and birth come hand in hand they're linear you know they they're gonna come through the same the same passage you know like they for me it's you know like the end you know like birth here and death down there but it's the same the same canal you know <laughs> so you have to be comfortable yeah with you have to be comfortable with loss in this line of work, you really, really do. But again, being comfortable with it doesn't mean that you're gonna be cold stone and not show emotion when somebody loses a baby, you know? It's yeah. okay to- Or like, okay with it. You're not like, oh, this is all right, whatever the hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not gonna be like that. It's nope, not gonna be like that. that. And I think, you know, it's like something just popped up. Like um, I've experienced some um, losses at hospital, right? And I noticed how for some doctors, like this is to stick to them, even if there's a loss, right? And I think that that's where like, no, like being cold stone doesn't mean that you're comfortable with death. I actually think it's the opposite. They're not comfortable with, with it mm -hmm. enough they that they don't know how to like express it. And now you're making, you have this family feeling like their baby and them were important in that situation right right so like yeah like you have to be comfortable with death you know like and you know again we're humans we feel emotions so you know I I've experienced um I've experienced I lost myself and like yeah I cried but you know I really love what you just mentioned about sometimes when your intuition knows and you just know you feel peace at mm -hmm. it like that was my experience with like the miscarriage I had and for the longest time like <laughs> I felt guilty because I felt like you know I would hear other like um you know families or friends that had had a loss and they would tell me like they would cry and cry and cry and you know it was just like something big and I never felt that mm -hmm. you know for me it was like you know I knew I was pregnant and then I knew that I was, I was having the loss. And then I had the loss. I was able to hold, you know, my baby sack. I cried and we made a, a burial, you know, like ceremony in the backyard. And like, we all cried, but then I was okay. And then that scared me because like, I only had only heard people being like upset about it. Yeah. I had never heard about somebody feeling okay about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I was so at peace that I knew that this was meant to be and that it was okay and that I was okay. And again, like for the longest time, I felt guilty feeling that I even, I think I even faked grieving or being upset because I didn't want my family to think that I didn't care about that baby and that loss, you know? So like, yeah, again, sometimes when your intuition is so connected, like, you just know that that baby's journey was not meant to be there. And it's, it's okay. not sad. It's not sad. If you have that connection, yeah. it's not sad. That was that baby's journey. That's what they wanted to do. Yeah. They planned that. I just wish I had this, 
information like when that happened a couple of years ago because I would have like helped my own journey yeah you know? like, but you know like I love it because now I learn from that and I can share with other families that hey you grieve however you need to grieve and it can take days it can take weeks it can take months maybe and or hours or hours yeah, yeah exactly and there's no right or wrong you know way to do it so so yeah again you know being comfortable with death as birth workers or even as parents you know like doesn't mean that you don't grieve the laws of that soul you know yeah definitely like you (laughs) definitely can't do this kind of work without that understanding I know that for myself that was a journey in itself um but kind of going back to what you said about not being sad about a loss I've only had one and it was before I was married I was in high school and I had a miscarriage and do you know that I was so fucking happy (laughs) I was very excited that I didn't have to tell my parents that I was pregnant Mm -hmm. and I had this these positive tests and I'm still in school and yeah I was very happy about it I was never sad and then yeah everybody else that would have losses like of course later most people weren't having losses in high school um it was like, yeah, no, they, were, they just weren't talking about right. it. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. Or they didn't know they had a loss. Or they just didn't a late know. Period. Yeah. yeah. Another topic to have about, but yeah. Yes. But yeah, that is a whole thing. Um, death, peace with death as the attendant. That is another box. I don't know if we talked about that before on the podcast, but this sense of peace that you feel, whereas like in cases of emergency where you have to do, the adrenaline feels different. Mm-hmm. There is no adrenaline in the in the cases where those souls weren't, they weren't coming here. They didn't plan to be here, but that's a whole different topic for another day. I did want to talk about how it comes full circle where people will intuitively know, like when they conceive again, after a loss, it doesn't matter when was it, was it a term loss or was it six weeks? Doesn't matter. Um, that they're like, yeah, this is that same soul that came back and mm-hmm. they can sense that they're like, yep, this is definitely the same soul. And I've even heard many stories of their other kids being like, yeah, this was baby, uh, R, baby R, and they're coming back as a boy this time because that body wasn't healthy for them or something like they, they know, they talk to these souls. Um, they might see them as color or hear them or dream about them or see them in the corner or whatever, but they get those messages and they know those things. So they can share that too. That goes back to their intuition and their part in that process. But yeah, some mothers or the partner can know like, yep, that's that soul returning, which happens a lot. If you know about spirit babies, sometimes they aren't okay with that exact genetic form or they aren't ready to do life yet. They need to draw back they draw back and go to the spirit realm and they're like nope not yet I'm not ready not yet. this lifetime or also you know like whatever it is I need also, another year yeah <laughs> I mean you know we talk about this how like there's time is really irrelevant in the spirit world so like you know like you know who knows like they come and they realize like shit I fucked up <laughs> this is not the lifetime I wanted to be in <laughs> and they know that and that you know it, it, it ends there like but yeah I really agree with how you say that you know, when there's peace, like it just kind of, it all just kind of flows and works together. Right. And again, trusting your intuition and hearing those messages, you know, whether they're subtle or a little bit more louder, you know, like is so important. I think that listening to those and trusting them could potentially guide you into making the journey and the process a, a little bit, you know, more easier or not maybe easier because I don't think I don't think maybe it isn't easier but more doable maybe Mm -hmm. is the word you know um 
regardless of what it is, whether yeah. it's like a, a complication you're worried about happening or if it's loss or if it's your inability to conceive mm-hmm. or your struggle with that. Like there's so many aspects there, but like we know the mind is the control center for all things. So sometimes it's not our intuition, it's our fear. So deciphering the two, that's game one before you can go anywhere else. But yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to add to this podcast? I mean, not really. I mean, this it's a really long topic and like one little topic can like open other ones. But yeah, I mean, my last thing is just, you know, work on trusting in your intuition, whether you're pregnant or not pregnant, whether you're a mom or a parent, you know, like just for your own self, you know, like in choosing like what to do, you know, like, should I do this or not do this? You know, your intuition is just going to be an important part of your life you know and making sure that you develop it it's just gonna be so helpful you know in all aspects of life so yeah you know that's that's really all yeah like trusting your intuition connecting with it slowing down getting out of the busy we talk a lot about how to connect with intuition in the cohort but the biggest one is just slow the fuck down slow Slow your mind down do less sit with yourself Mm -hmm. connect with your own self and stop looking for validation from other people for anything not your midwife not your your husband not your best friend (laughs) not your pediatrician nope you find that validation your own self Mm -hmm. and then watch how that empowerment just like rolls in um but yeah it's <laughs> intuition can be used always before even without babies or you know when we're old like whatever it's always an aspect of life but we wanted to share a little bit about how that plays into birth. conception and birth and being a mother so yeah thank you for joining us for this episode of Birthkeeper banter thanks for tuning in to this awesome episode of Birthkeeper banter Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you can get notifications for future episodes. Again, for classes and more information, go to herbal.teachable.com. Brought to you by Herbal Training.